Every moment in Franz Ferdinand's hit single, Take Me Out, feels special. From that opening, So If You're Lonely, to the really big chorus, to the way that the whole thing swaps it out and changes speed. It is so magnificent. It's unpredictable. And when it came out in 2004 as one of the Scottish band's first ever singles, it was the go-to song on dance floors in this booming indie dance scene. It was a chart topper across the world and it was number one in Triple J's Hottest 100. I'm Linda Mariano. This is Inspired. And in this chat, you'll find out what the band call their grief hole and also how Jude Law influenced this song. So this is Franz Ferdinand, Take Me Out. Very happy to say that we are joined by a couple of Franz Ferdinand members right now. We've got Alex and also Paul. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having us in. Let's try and start at the beginning. How and where did this song begin? Well, it, it started in Glasgow. I'm trying to think of the year, Paul. It would, it would have been 2003. 2003. Yeah, it would have been early when on did, in 2003. When did we start? 2002. We started 2002. It definitely came along a little bit later. We'd, we'd written a few yeah. other songs first. The first two or three shows, I think we had maybe like five songs. Yeah. And um, this, that's, so this was from like the second batch of songs that yes. kind of made up yeah. the first record. Like, there's the first songs were songs like Michael and Jacqueline mm-hmm. and... Darts, we wrote Darts of Pleasure. So songs gig. that yeah. you first wrote together, but they eventually ended up being yes, on your record. Yeah, they're, they're on the first record as well. Were, were you living in my flat at this time, or had you moved out by then? I think I was, yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 Eventually, I hadn't paid rent in a flat for like about four months, so they eventually for, kicked for me for out. For some reason, it ended up being <laughs> 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 so was, so was there a room that you were in, or were you no, on the I was, couch? I was sleeping in the hall on a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, you, but you had a screen. So right, was, yeah. I had some modesty at least. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there, there were three of us in, in the flat at that time. There was uh, uh, me, Paul, and, and Nick as well, and we were sharing the flat together in, in the east end of Glasgow, in a place called Deniston. And um, I think you, your bedroom was called the, the Grief Hole. The Grief Hole. Because it had no windows. That's right. That's right. Like so a, a, very a glamorous windowless, setting. A windowless yeah. box. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but we used to mix demos in the Grief Hole as well, because that's where your PC was. That's right. Yeah. I yeah, can't yeah. believe Call your band the Grief Hole. Right, yeah. No, no I never, never <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> Maybe the next band, that, that's what they can be, yeah. But the, the, the song came about, um, it, it was it was Nick and I first, like, in the flat and uh, with a couple of acoustic guitars and a keyboard, uh, one of those old Casio home keyboard kind of things that you have. And um, because it was just the two of us in the flat, we were using the accompaniment on the keyboard to keep time. And, and so, you know how you have these sort of things where you hold down a key and it'll sort of do the auto accompaniment, like it'll play along and you, you can either play in, this, in the style of a waltz or a military march or a cha-cha-cha or a rumba, yeah. or as, as we were using the bluegrass setting. So we were playing along with that. We had this sort of melody and uh, we were playing, and I, I remember, so when it came to the riff, like when, when we would actually worked out the riff, so I, I was playing, uh, I just have to be sitting here with an acoustic guitar right now, just, just <laughs> like I was not, yeah, that, that particular day. And so I had this this riff, the uh, that thing, that going over the chord progression that we had. And Nick was just playing along with um, the bluegrass setting. This, I, I, can't, I mean, I can't play his part either. Yeah, like something like that. 
and it is pretty much the the bluegrass setting on a Casio keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing the banjo part of, of, of the no, not throughout the whole song, but that 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 one little bit. <laughs> come about because we'd watched a film the night before uh, you must have been there as well actually Paul I don't know if you remember the film it was maybe he had the screen up yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe you did or maybe, maybe you're right but there was a film called Enemy at the Gates I think. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the, the sort of theme of the film uh it's not a bad film, not the best film I've ever made. It's kind it's of a, a blockbuster, film. isn't it? It is, yeah, it's, yeah. Is it with Jude Law? Jude Law. But the, the, the theme for the film, it's, it's about the Battle of Stalingrad, and um, it's, it's essentially about two snipers that are kind of stalking each other and uh, just waiting for the other one to make a move. So when the other one makes a move, then they can take them out. Armed only with a rifle, he quickly made the Nazi invader realize that from now on, the only way was back. Those snipers are demoralizing my army. They sent their top marksman. It seems he's come all the way from Berlin to stop you. And so that became like a metaphor for a, uh, a romantic situation. And so that, that's the sort of theme that runs through the song. It, it sort of relates to that idea of, of, of two snipers sort of like waiting for each other to make a move and... I guess it's all like the like lines in the what became the chorus, the the like the I know I won't be leaving here uh with you. It kind of it could be a romantic situation or uh, Jude Law as a sniper. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. I'm just a crosshair. I'm just a shot, then we can die. So yeah, we I, I remember when we first took it to a rehearsal, we, we worked it out, and it was quite different uh, as a song. And what's now the introduction was kind of the verse. Yeah. So if you're the lonely, verse was kind of the chorus. Yeah. So like the you know the, the the so if you're lonely, you know I'm here waiting for you. That was like a verse, and then it would go. I say, don't you know? You say, take me out, etc. Uh, so we go between one of those to the other. And uh, we rehearsed it like that, and it sounded kind of good. And we 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 played it at a gig. Now, do you remember the gig? It was the seventy, maybe the seventy eighth. Yeah, yeah, it's so waste thirteenth, it as it was called then. Yeah, so it was it was one of the first, and maybe the first gig we'd ever played with a name. Yeah, because a, a name was needed for the poster. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. the shows, all the shows we'd done previously, had just been at house parties. So we, we, you know, we didn't, we didn't need to have a name because we didn't need to advertise it. So, so yeah, it was just the band, you know. Uh, and so yeah, because of the poster we had, and and we played it there, and but we couldn't get the song right because uh, the verses sounded really good at a slightly faster tempo, and the, the choruses sounded really good at a slower tempo. And so when we played at that gig, I think we played at the faster version, and it just didn't seem right, like the choruses just seemed really rushed and, and kind of not cool. I think we tried at another gig after that, playing it slower, and, and it didn't really work at all then So either. you had the whole thing the first time at like the... Uh, so if you're lonely, yeah, at that, that, t- that tempo, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Then, it would like, I say, don't you know? And then it, then it go at that. So if you're lonely, and it sounded k- kind of jolly, and, yeah, yeah, and, bit, yeah. and just the tone was like was completely it, it, wrong. It just was not cool. It wasn't cool at all. And then I remember going back to this place, the practice pad, which which we used to hang out with in in Mary Hill, and uh, I thought it might it might work if we took all of the verses 
and played them at the beginning of the song fast, then slowed it down, then played all the choruses at the tempo that worked well for them. And that's how the song ended up like, like it that's is. That's why yeah. there's that tempo change. Yeah, so that's, that's why it switches at the beginning. Uh, so, so what you're hearing is all the verses at the beginning. But then, so when the main part of the song starts, it, it felt like the chorus had then become like a verse in its own right. So that's when we wrote the, the, other, the other chorus, the, the, the I know I won't, the I know I won't be leaving here. That's, that's when that, that came about because we needed an, another chorus. So it's kind of like a song with an introduction that's made up of all the verses, then the chorus becomes a verse, and then there's a new chorus appears. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I do find the structure of this song. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it really shouldn't work. Um, and maybe that's why it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I think that they're my favorite moments in pop music where, where you have uh, songs that shouldn't work, you know, that, that are maybe a little bit oblique, but are really immediate at the same time. I remember we went and we tried to demo it as well, and it was awful. Yeah, right? like the, the, the demo was terrible, and because that's right, I remember as well. Like the, the, the song kind of starts off with this this introduction. It was the kind of which is a nice dramatic sort of build up, but um, the version that we recorded start with the vocal. Yeah, and, and yeah. it was it was it sounded really weak. It's sort of like so if you're lonely, you know yeah. I'm here. And, and it was just, yeah, it just sounded, uh, it had no drama to it, you know. It doesn't it just, have it just, the big yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, epicness. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And so that that came along. I don't know when that came along. That, that didn't come, al- that didn't happen until we were in the studio in Sweden. No, it was before that. We were playing, we were definitely playing it before that. No, I was definitely in the studio. We you reckon? In, yeah, jigga jang, that came out, that came about in the studio. Oh, really? It was That's... Like having a discussion with uh, the producer. And, ah, right, yeah. okay. Are you sure? Because I'm yeah, sure yeah, we played yeah. it like, all right. It's funny because like things do happen in the studio because like even though you know a song inside out, th- there are things that do appear and, and do, like like there are two bits to this song that changed in the studio that um, that weren't in the song the way we were playing it live. And one was like there's a little counter melody. There's this this there's this riff there. Uh, uh, that melody there. I remember that that wasn't in the the original at all, and um, I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, it could maybe do with something else, like another riff." And I remember got, getting Toya Hansen, the producer, to just run the track and just to see if anything came out, and and that riff came out. And I remember as well saying, "Oh, that sounds really cool." He had this beautiful old. Now, what, what's the name? It's, it's like a, it's like a harpsichord, but not a harpsichord, like a spinet. Is that what you call it? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a harpsichord type thing, and so I remember trying to play it on that, and we did record that. If you ever find the original, if we can get you the original stems, it'll be in there somewhere. It's not in the final version of it, but um, uh, yeah, we mm. did record that, but it's not on the. Well, yeah, I think it was And the other thing that that wasn't. Uh, on the original version was the break in the middle, you know, the, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. Doom. And then it goes to the gap, then take me out, then comes back in. Uh-huh. So we'd recorded it without that bit. And we had to, to, to get that back in, we had to cut out the drums and edit them back in. So the, 
the drum fill that comes back in is actually taken from your drum fill at the very beginning of the song. Yeah, and, there's, and it's there's, there's, copied, there's, yeah, there's a lot of fills in that that I didn't play. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's right. We just yeah. took your, your, your sort of like line at the beginning. Yeah. Right? Like, so like um, uh, chopped them around and stuff. But it, it's fun to do that because like, when, when you record a song, you hear it as a, a, a listener rather than as a player. And you kind of think, oh, you know, what could be exciting now is to do this. And you, you've, you've got to listen to it as a listener and not as a player because... You know what brings you joy as a player quite often doesn't bring you joy as a listener, and uh, a million jam bands would attest to that. <laughs> jam jamming, like you know, it's great if you're playing it, but not to listen to. How hard is that though? Because you, you know, so many times bands say that they're in the bubble of it and they can't actually hear objectively outside of a song and go, oh, that yeah. guitar shouldn't be there. Or... Yeah, you need to stop taking yourself so seriously yeah. and <laughs> stop I, being so yeah. precious. Yeah, Even Can had the good sense to just edit out all the good, the good stuff yeah. and release that. James Brown as well, like yeah. famously would play these long sessions and then uh, edit the best bit and that would become the, the, the single. And, you know, e e editing, it's the same with writing and, and, and so much that, that you do that's, if you're creative, editing is probably the most powerful thing that you can do, like like cutting out what's, uh, what's unnecessary. And, uh, and the albums that we've made over the years, I, I know that the... Uh, when we've been the most brutal with our edit editing, that's that's when we've produced the best stuff. Mm -hmm. well, I just love this idea of you guys being in the studio and or, or, or when you were kind of jamming it in whatever that you were calling the the rehearsal space. The grief hall. When you yeah, when you decided to make it, you know, half of it being the tempo and then half of it being slowed down, whereas. These days, I reckon if you did that, it'd be kind of easy because you just have it in Ableton and you just go, oh, let's ah, just right, make okay, it. But yeah. you actually physically doing that as a band and going, how do we make that work? Oh, right, let's yeah, do this yeah. bar and slowly yeah, slow yeah. it down. Yeah, and it, 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 it's fun because like, it's an example of how we played as a band at that time well, and still do. Like, it, it was the first time I'd been in a band before where you didn't really need to explain too many things. Like... like I'd, I'd had sort of quite frustrating experiences in bands before, like trying to explain ideas to people and, and trying to get people to do things. But this is the first band where just things happened naturally mm -hmm. and, and instinctively everybody understood what, what was needed and what needed to be done. And, and, and that meant that doing things and trying to do things that were um, a little unconventional were, were easy to take on because you, you knew that the other guys were, were, were capable of doing it. Yeah, it was funny. I was, I was listening to... An interview that band from Melbourne called Total Control, and they were talking about how when when they get to a point where they're making music and they're all like laughing, they know that they're onto something. It's like the first instinct is to laugh, and that's that's kind of like how it works with us when we're yeah. sort of making music. And it, but it's it's, it's it's weird because it's not necessarily when you hear it back, it's not necessarily something that's funny. It's just the way that you react to it. I, mean, I guess it's like a like a sort of release valve or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is as well. You do get this kind of like like sense of release as well, like this sense of elation as well when you work out a song and it feels and it feels good and there's something new. There's something new that didn't exist before the 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 rehearsal started three hours earlier or whatever. 
And I, I remember distinctly that rehearsal where we, we'd worked out the sort of thing of slowing it down and I guess the, 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 the more or less final arrangement of it. I remember at the end of it, we, we played it all the way through and at the end saying, God, I can almost imagine that being played on the radio. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you and didn't. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I remember because yeah, Bob reminded me of it recently as well. And uh, but that was a joke, you know. Like, like a, yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously, it's obviously, we, it's not going to get played on the radio. People like us didn't get played on the radio. We were just a bunch of guys from Glasgow, a bunch of Herberts from Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. And if you did, please like, subscribe and check out some other inspired episodes, including Courtney Barnett talking about her track Nameless Faceless and how it was influenced by this culture of domestic violence. I think it does come from being confused and upset about it and trying to understand how to, how to further the conversation without stoking a fire. I'm Linda Mariano and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.